It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company. From the first dig to the last nail, a woman-owned small minority business. And by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve. And Brad, I'll tell you what, as we approach Christmas Eve and Christmas, weather is going to make news in these parts, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If you're dreaming of a white run-up to Christmas, we're fine. But if you're dreaming of a white Christmas, uh, I think we're going to have to make do with some snow piles around on Christmas morning. Because, Dan, I think by the time folks go to bed on Christmas Eve, there will be still snow on the ground. But then you wake up on Christmas morning and the snow, I think, is going to vaporize. We have a major storm coming in with a triple threat. The uh, threats, Dan, are rain. Uh, I'm looking for rain on the order of one and a half to two and a half inches of rainfall. Couple that with melting snow. Couple that with perhaps snow-clogged storm drains. So we have the potential for street flooding. We also have the potential for basement flooding. So you might want to... uh, take precautions as far as that's concerned. I have some storm drains around my property that I'm going to have to uh, shovel out today so that the rain tomorrow night and the melting snow will have a place to go. So that's threat number one. Uh, Officially at this point, Dan, it's out your way. The flood watch is in effect in Litchfield County. That's where the heaviest rain is projected to be. And that's also where there's the most snow on the ground. Now, the high wind watch is in effect for southern Connecticut and eastern Connecticut. Uh, Middlesex and London County, I think, are going to bear the brunt of the wind. But from 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve till noon on Christmas Day, we could see southeast winds initially on the order of 40 to 50 miles per hour, gusting to 60 miles per hour. And again, I think the best chance of that would be London and Middlesex County. Dan, if we have wind of that magnitude, we're going to have to consider the possibility of power outages. So we've got flood watch for threat number one, high wind watch for threat number two, and threat number three is for the folks driving on Christmas Eve. I think there could be, could be, it's hard to predict, but the potential is there for pea soup type fog as the warm air. And this is literally warm air. I think on Christmas Eve, we're going to see temperatures in the fifties. So warm air riding over the snowpack, the snowpack melting dense fog and the fog will lift on Christmas morning when the cold front finally sweeps on through. So Dan, as you said, the storm will be making news, but it's a triple threat coming into Connecticut. Well, that's the perfect segue to take a look at our On the Weather Map segment. Where is this storm coming from? Uh, what are the conditions producing this storm? Give us the lowdown. 
right. Well, uh, on the weather map today, uh, we've got high pressure that extends over New England to off the Virginia coast. So uh, today, and as you said, Dan, it's Wednesday, December 23rd. There are no weather issues whatsoever. Uh, the, the sun will be shining. Uh, there'll be hardly any wind today. Uh, nice day to do errands. The roads will be dry and so forth. A little bit of slight melting underfoot, but not much. Um, temperatures today primarily in the upper 30s, so that's not going to uh, melt a lot of snow, especially with the low solar angle. We're at our lowest solar angle of the year as we uh, just went by the winter solstice. But today we are watching an intense storm on the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. Now, we always say uh, with storms and the storm tracks in the winter, it's all about how the storm tracks. We are counterclockwise around low pressure. So west of the storm center is a northerly flow of cold air. West of the storm center, in this case, is where the heavy snow is. Uh, primarily over Minnesota today. And east of the uh, storm center is a southerly flow. And over Wisconsin and the Great Lakes, we're seeing a strong southerly flow. That's where the heavy rain is. So this is the storm that we will initially be tracking. It's over Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now, overnight tonight, so December 23rd going into uh, December 24th, the low will be moving across uh, Lake Superior, um, you know, making sure it's got its passport and everything, because by Thursday morning, it'll be moving into Canada. So we've got the low moving across Lake Superior and into Canada. Uh, the cold front at this point will extend from Detroit uh, south to the central Gulf of Mexico. Now, this cold front's important, Dan, because on Christmas Eve, the cold front will make it to Buffalo, to Pittsburgh to Florida. So we are going to be on the eastern side of the front. So we're going to get strong southerly winds, uh, a quick burst of mild air, and I'm talking mild, temperatures in the 50s, and it appears on that front, strung out from Buffalo to Pittsburgh to Florida, this is again Christmas Eve itself, it looks like low pressure will be forming in West Virginia and uh, a strong warm front just the south of Long Island. So you will know that warm front is here once you see the thick fog starting to form. And that's going to happen on uh, Christmas Eve. I mean, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking of the old, uh, the old cartoon Rudolph the, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Dear, they, you know, this is the, the foggy Christmas Eve they're singing about, Dan. Um, and, and, and this is where, uh, you know, Rudolph is going to be a big deal tomorrow night. Uh, by Christmas morning now, that uh, low um, that, that formed in West Virginia is going to be up near the uh, New York-Canada border. And the cold front is going to be right on our doorstep Christmas morning. It'll be coming into western Connecticut. Now, what you're going to notice first, you will know the second the cold front goes through, because the air will start to dry and the fog will just vanish. So when the fog goes away, that means the cold front has come through. And now we've got another threat, because we've had, we have all this water down from the heavy rain. We have all of this puddling and whatever from all of the melting snow. Now, on Christmas Day, you are literally going to be able to watch the thermometer drop 
you watch the temperature go down on the thermometer, 55, 54, 53, 52. By the time it's sunset, 30, 29, 28, 27. I think we're going down to 18 on Christmas night. So with the rapidly falling temperatures, I don't think all of the water is going to have a chance to evaporate. So any standing water, any puddling is going to freeze into solid ice. So we will have a freeze on um, Christmas night. And also uh, the possibility that there'll be some flurries flying through the air as the colder air works in, especially in the northwest hills of Connecticut. So uh, that's what we're looking at for Christmas Day and for Christmas, uh, Christmas night, Dan. Um, by Saturday now, uh, the cold front's going to be well offshore. Uh, we'll see a high from Alabama reaching into southern New England, so no other problems on Saturday, nor do I expect any weather problems on Sunday. We'll see high pressure on the South Carolina and North Carolina border. Uh, a, a little threatening uh, uh, piece of information, Sunday we're going to see low pressure developing in Oklahoma. Now what's that going to do? Well, all the modeling again shows it looks like it's going to cut to our west by Monday morning. That low is to the north of Detroit. It looks like on Tuesday morning, some kind of secondary kind of a complex low is going to be developing in uh, southeastern Massachusetts. May try to lock some chilly air in here. So I think what I'm trying to say here is let's get through uh, this weekend and the storm the significant storm that's coming for Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. And then we will deal with a potential storm next week. Uh, in any case, Wednesday it goes by. It's up in uh, Nova Scotia with a brisk northerly flow. But at this point, I would not, I, I would, I would bet on that second storm being again, uh, primarily rain, since the primary looks like it's cutting to the west of here. Uh, if we see a secondary form uh, over southeastern Massachusetts, like it, it very well may, that could try to lock some cool air in here, so maybe we'd end up with some kind of ice or something like that. But as we get into the early part of next week, look for updated podcasts and uh, updated daily forecasts on bradfieldweather.com. I want to talk a bit about action carpet and floor covering of Simsbury, underwriters of the Bradfield Weather Podcast. And we are so appreciative that action carpet and floor covering underwrites our podcast. Action carpet and floor covering is a full service, licensed, family run flooring company serving the region. In fact, it was founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake. Something you need to know, Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers, offering brand-name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs, and tile, plus backsplash. Action Carpet and Floor Covering installs, plus offers professional cleaning services, and will repair water damage. And Action Carpet and Floor Covering does much, much more. In fact, they want their customers to be so satisfied that they want to be considered the go-to company. They want their customers to consider them as the one and only floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. That's 860-651-8406. Or go online at action-carpet.com. 
That's action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service flooring company. People in our audience are making plans, whether they go out, to hopefully social distancing, or even if they stay home, an hour-by-hour look at the weather, if you would. Yeah, I uh, wanted to highlight also, Dan, that uh, SPC, uh, the Severe Prediction Center, is uh, indicating that eastern North Carolina, for, you know, as bad as it sounds like around here, they've got a darn good chance of tornadoes on Christmas Eve day. Uh, that That is just showing the dynamics of this uh, system as that strong cold front moves to the east, and then we see developing low pressure around West Virginia, uh, off to the east and in the warm sectors where eastern North Carolina is, uh, 5% chance of tornadoes, which is fairly robust. That doesn't sound like much. But uh, when we have 5% chance of tornado around here, it's, it's a big deal. And uh, 15% chance of damaging wind uh, in North Carolina. But, yeah, the hour-by-hour hour up here again, Dan, no problems at all today. Uh, dry roads, uh, slight melting of the snow today, but not much. Uh, temperatures primarily upper 30s, maybe some low 40s. Now, any of the slightest little melting today could freeze into a black ice patch or two tonight. So just be on the lookout for that. That's kind of a an every night in New England kind of scenario. Once you get snow on the ground, you have to always be on the lookout for the uh, patchy black ice. Uh, temperatures overnight tonight between 28 and 34. Now, tomorrow, Christmas Eve day, it's fine for running some errands, but, you know, you might get slightly wet. Um, about seven in the morning, I think some sprinkles will be on the New York, uh, Connecticut border. Uh, by one o'clock in the afternoon, some sprinkles from I-91 and points west. So, uh, you know, if you're driving around, you've got Christmas uh, Eve day errands to do. You might need your intermittent wiper in the morning and midday. That's about it. Uh, I think that the rain starts to really come in around 7 o'clock in the evening, um, primarily first in western Connecticut and southern Connecticut, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Christmas Eve, uh, some sprinkles in northeastern Connecticut. Now, by 1 in the morning on uh, Christmas Eve going into Christmas Day, rain and dense fog, and I want to really emphasize the fog. Uh, the visibility could be very, very poor. Uh, the rain could be pelting down. Uh, there could be flooded roadways due to st- uh, storm, uh, excuse me, snow clogged drains. Uh, now, by Christmas Day morning, rain and dense fog, but as I said, at 7 in the morning, it looks like the front is going to be right on the western Connecticut-New York border. So with the cold front sweeping in, as soon as the cold front goes by, the fog will vanish. Uh, and I think the worst of the wind will be over, too. It's still going to be windy on Christmas Day as it turns colder, but I do not expect the damage. I, I think if there's going to be damage, it would be late Christmas Eve and maybe first thing Christmas morning with the front right on top of us. Um, now, by 1 o'clock on Christmas Day, the storm will be ending west to east across the state. Um, 7 o'clock on Christmas night, some flurries around, um, especially north and west of I-84. Um, by 1 in the morning on Christmas night, the only flurries left will be up uh, toward the Berkshires if you're driving up there. 
And for Saturday and Sunday, Dan, dry roads uh, across Connecticut with some sun, and it will be breezy and cold. So when we look at the possibility of ice being an issue, uh, when when would that be? Uh, around sunset, around four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon? When, when yeah, do we anticipate that? that? Yeah. That's a that's a very good uh, prediction, Dan. I would say by sunset, um, we will certainly see uh, the Northwest Hills dipping uh, below freezing. So sunset now is uh, between, say, 4 and 5 in the afternoon. So, yes, uh, I, I definitely think by late afternoon, we're going to start to see that icing process across the state. And, um, and, and definitely overnight for the entire state. Uh, temperatures uh, for Christmas night uh, appear to be in that 18 to, say, 24-degree range. So any kind of standing water around or puddling is going to freeze solidly. Okay, Brad, before we get to our forecast, a couple of uh, questions, one from our audience. Now, as you know, we received a lot of snow in that snowfall last week, but the snowpack has already melted, and someone in our audience wanted to know, why did the snow seem to melt as quickly as it is melting when the sun is at its lowest point in the sky this time of year? Yeah, that's a really good question, Dan. And it, it largely has to do with texture. Uh, you know, we were talking about this uh, the, this storm that um, that that came and uh, produced. I, I think the highest total in the state that I saw was. 16 inches around New Milford. Uh, but the, the, the point here is that this was the kind of snow that they get um, a lot of times when the Arctic air comes across the Great Lakes. I mean, we were in pure Arctic air and the snow ratios were, were high. So in other words, this was fluffy snow. It was fairly easy to move. It was uh, in Northern Connecticut. I mean, you get down into, uh, parts of New London County and Middlesex County, they had much less snow, but it was much more concrete. Um, th this snow uh, in, in northern and central Connecticut was very fluffy snow, and the, uh, the snow ratios were very high. So what I mean by that, Dan, is the water content in the snow is very low. So uh, it, it's it's evaporating much more readily. So it's, it's the, the type of thing where if you have like... Uh, eight tenths of an inch of liquid producing 16 inches of snow, that's a 20 to one uh, ratio. So w what's happening is it's seemingly uh, evaporating and sublimating. Sublimating is when you go right from snow to gas instead of going through the liquid phase. That's called evaporation. But what, it's sublimating much and, and evaporating much quicker uh, because it has less water content. When you, for example, if if we had a storm come in now and uh, snow, excuse me, rain into the snowpack, and say uh, say it was a different scenario than this one that's going to happen, Th this rain and uh, temperature profile that's coming in right now is going to overwhelm the snowpack and melt it. But if 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 uh, it only rained for a few hours and then it immediately got cold. So the snow would act like a sponge and, and soak up that, uh, that, that moisture. And then the temperature went down and the snowpack refroze. 
it would melt a lot slower. So it depends on the water content of the snow. I know this was a really long-winded answer, <laughs> but the more water content you have in the snowpack, the, the longer it will last. And, and, and for example, uh, another thing I noticed, Dan, is I look at the daily snowfall total from, from Bradley every day. And on uh, today is Wednesday morning. There was se- uh, six inches of snow still at Bradley at seven this morning. But there was seven inches of snow yesterday morning at 7 a.m. And the temperature made it to 43. So it, it, it's as, as you're getting down to a, a, a lower snow amount on the ground, it's going to be it, it is becoming harder to melt because it's got higher water content. The, the, the top part of the snow is just melting into the snowpack and then refreezing at night. So, uh, the, but that, that six inches is going to be overwhelmed <laughs> by the uh, temperatures in the 50s and the fog uh, uh, Christmas Eve. They, they call fog the snow eater, and uh, that's, going, that's, going to be, that's going to be a truth because the, the, it's just going to be almost tropical air for the time of year coming right over that snowpack. Well, Brad and I are so excited to welcome back as one of our underwriters to the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction of Prospect, Connecticut, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state for over 25 years, engaging in residential and commercial building projects. Also, McAllen Construction handles snow removal. And we are getting some snow, that's for sure. McCallum Construction is on call 24-7, 365 days a year. Utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs, and installation. Something else you need to know about McCallum Construction. McCallum Construction is a woman-owned, small minority business, licensed with the state of Connecticut, and insured. Licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, utility, carpentry, excavation, and snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474. Or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. Already this year, we have received more than 14 inches of snow before January 1st. In the previous 20 years, when we have received more than 14 inches of snow before January 1st, after January 1st, we have really received an inordinate amount of snowfall, a lot of snowfall, except for one year. And that was last year when we did yeah. receive more than 14 inches before January 1st. But after January 1st, we received very little snowfall. Well, you, if you're, uh, if you're uh, going to Vegas and playing the odds, Dan, I would say that your first statement was the one to follow. Yeah, uh, last year was an aberration for sure. I mean, we started out like gangbusters. Uh, Early December, we had big, big storms and whatever. But then the winter shut down, essentially, as you say. After that, there was hardly any snow at all. 
so uh, it, it rallied a little at the end in March and in early April. But but the the big months of uh, January and February had hardly any snowfall at all. I would think that things are going to turn around. We're really not um, doing a crystal ball segment in, in, in this particular storm-specific forecast. But I do think uh, toward the second week of January, uh, we're going to see some uh, some pretty interesting changes around here toward the colder and toward the snowier. So uh, I would I would I would bet on that prior statement. Um, I was looking at the climatology, Dan, and you're right around the 13, 14 inch mark uh, as uh, for snow this this year. Uh, we are exactly normal in the temperature department. Uh, we we've. Uh, have a departure of 0.00 here on December 23rd. So if you want a normal December, this is exactly it. Um, a little bit snowier than usual. The highest temperature was 62 on the 1st of December, and the lowest temperature was 1 on the 19th. Uh, there were many spots in Connecticut, Dan, that were below zero on the morning of the 19th, and I wanted to explain that a little bit. That's called radiational cooling. When you have a fresh snowpack like we had um, the, the morning of the 19th, fresh snow, it's white. It reflects the sunlight. So, uh, you know, obviously during the day, black surfaces absorb the sunlight and radiate it out at night. But the white surfaces reflect the sunlight. So uh, when you have high pressure over the region and you have clear sky and you have hardly any wind, the wind mixing the atmosphere, so you have hardly any wind, and you have a fresh snowpack, the, uh, the, the solar energy of the day is allowed to escape freely into space. And I don't know of one Connecticut weather forecaster who had temperatures near or below zero on the morning of the 19th. Most had temperatures in the teens or whatever. So that would be uh, considered a big bust in terms of temperature. But it's all due to radiational cooling and the power of a snowpack. And, and, and it's interesting, too, that a snowpack can really alter the weather. Because of the, the properties it has, the fact that it's white, it reflects sunlight, uh, the fact that it allows temperatures to get colder, then it's, it's essentially a refrigerant on the ground. So it's interesting what a snowpack can do. If we, even if we don't have snow on the ground here, if there's a deep snowpack up in eastern Canada and up over northern Maine or whatever, cold high pressure can set up there. And when, when a storm is coming along, that can be our cold air source, even if we don't have snow on the ground. So it's important to watch how these snowpacks develop across, uh, for us, especially eastern Canada and northern New England. This is what makes weather so fascinating. And on that note, Brad, as we wrap up the podcast, and again, we are putting this together on December 23rd, how about giving us the forecast? All right. For the rest of today, Dan, uh, Wednesday afternoon, December 23rd, mixed sun and clouds and temperatures between 36 and 42. Overnight tonight, increasing clouds, temperatures in the upper 20s and low 30s, some patches of black ice. So uh, beware of that if you're walking uh, along the side of the road where the, uh, 
or uh, walking down a walkway today where some uh, moisture may have bled on from some melting today, there could be some patchy black ice. Now, for Christmas Eve day, a rising chance for showers. I think uh, the steadier and heavier ones would be very late in the day toward dark. Temperatures rising from the 30s into the 40s, and as the temperatures start to rise, the fog will form. Christmas Eve, stormy rain heavy at times i'm looking for an inch and a half to two and a half inches of rain so flooding is uh, not only possible it's probable uh clogged storm drains being the main culprit the wind will be out of the southeast 40 to 50 miles per hour gusting to 60 there could be power outages i think the most likely place would be middlesex and new london county i expect the wind to be strongest there uh, the fog could potentially be very dense as temperatures rise into the 50s. So we've got warm air over a snowpack. That's causing the fog. Now, for Christmas Day, the rain will end. The fog will lift as soon as the cold front goes through, and that should be by mid-morning. Southeast winds will go northwest. Uh, they'll start diminishing as the day goes along, but the temperature will be dropping like a stone. 50s, 40s, 30s. Uh, Christmas night, flurries, especially north and west of I-84, temperature between 18 and 24, obviously a hard freeze. Saturday looks sunny and cold, temperature near 30, and Sunday looks sunny with temperature in the 30s. Well, Brad, to uh, all of our first responders, as always, a big thank you for all they do, particularly during our trying times. And to you, Sandy, your family, and to all of our audience, a Merry Christmas and uh, uh, Happy Holidays. Uh, we'll have a podcast again next week, but uh, Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas to all, Dan. I hope you and Susan have a, uh, a great holiday. And to all of our uh, listeners, thank you. And uh, also be careful. Uh, you know, be, be weather aware. Uh, I think uh, tomorrow evening I'm going to know where my flashlight is. I'm going to have uh, candles around because, you know, if you're celebrating and all of a sudden all the lights go off in the house, uh, it, w- it would be nice to know <laughs> where the flashlight is, um, you know, especially if you have a house, uh, you know, guests in your home or other family members in your home. And, uh, you know, you, ju- you just want to be prepared. Uh, I got gasoline for the generator. Uh, type of thing. You may want to uh, shovel out the storm drains, uh, maybe down at the uh, bottom of your driveway. Uh, I happen to have a few storm drains in the yard. Uh, So things like that, I think, need to uh, get done. Well said. Thanks, Brad. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction Company. From the first dig to the last snail, a woman-owned small minority business.